Sales, marketing, and RevOps. It's sink or swim out there, and yesterday's strategies and tactics won't help you today. This is Revenue Today, and I'm your host, Jared Robin. Join me as we interview revenue leaders in our community to learn what steps we could take right now to help you scale yourself and your company. Revenue Today is sponsored by RevGenius, and we're on a mission to bring inspiration and creativity to all revenue professionals in the world. Want to shout out our sponsor, Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands. They help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster by injecting account intelligence into every step of the buyer journey and orchestrating every action. For more information about Demandbase, visit demandbase.com. Our founder back in the day was actually deciding to uh, do a survey on our current users at that point. Uh, so those AppSumo users that came to us um, and actually launched a cold email campaign, sending out uh, a survey, asking them a couple of questions. Now, as you can see here, he actually used videos in his outreach to actually catch the attention, make it personalized. And he was able to kind of get those early adopters to really connect with them in the first place. The reason that this worked, obviously, it took them to uh, a landing page uh, where they will be able to go into the next slide. I will show you how the, the landing page itself looked like. Um, this survey itself uh, ended up having the very nice results. So we ended up having, uh, if you can just skip to the uh, two slides from now, please. Uh, we ended up having a very nice uh, conversions on the, on the um, survey itself. Uh, so... 59% of the old customers that have actually uh, received this email actually went through the survey. And the survey itself asked this question, how would you feel if you could no longer use Lemlist? Very disappointed, somewhat disappointed, and not disappointed at all. The benefit of this question is that uh, once you ask these questions to your users, uh, your idea is to get an understanding of who are going to be those people that uh, if your, long, your product no longer ceded to exist, they would be very disappointed. And this is the group of people that you want to focus on mostly. This lets you know who the product is working for and the language that really resonates with them in the first place. This will actually get you to a moment where you will be finding your uh, uh, high expectation customers. High expectation customers are the customers that are going to be in love with your product and they're going to actually spread the word around your product to the other uh, companies and other potential users of your product. Once you segment them out, those are the very disappointed batch of people um, and paint a picture of your high expectation customers, you're going to be actually measuring what is the percentage of people that answered very disappointed. The number that this should actually look like is that um, um, you once you actually ask users how the product would um, how they would feel if your product no longer uh, ceased to exist and they answer um, uh, very disappointed, this number should actually be uh, above 40%. Uh, this is uh, uh, the number that came from uh, Sean Elise, the trend early growth drop, Dropbox, LogMean, and Eventbrite. And the idea about uh, behind this number is that uh, you're going to be able to find a batch of people that have used at least twice in the last two weeks your product. And if 40% or plus of them actually say that they would be uh, disappointed, in using your product, this is a good chance that you have your product market fit. Uh, in the beginning, there is no reason, there is a high chances that you will not have this 40% uh, rate. So your goal is to actually get 
to this 40%. The way that you will get there is that you will use this very disappointed group of survey respondents to narrow down who is your ideal customer profile. And then following that, you will ask a second question. So what type of people do you think would most benefit from Lumlist? Uh, this uh, will actually give you a clear picture of who your ICP is, which definitely your VP of sales at one point is going to appreciate if you document it right. Uh, the third question to ask is what is the main benefit that you will receive from Lumlist? So what are the key value propositions? And if it actually, if the answer is aligned with what you had in mind and how you wanted to build your product. And the fourth question would be, how can we improve Lumlist for you? This feedback here is critical because it's going to help you actually uh, build your roadmap around it. Now, the most important part is that in this stage, you really want to ignore the feedback from uh, that you've gotten from people who said they won't be disappointed at all if your product doesn't exist. These are not people uh, that are going to give you feedback that will help you out build your roadmap because they will not be interested in your product in the first place. And it might help you actually get distracted from your uh, really the roadmap. Now, you want to analyze the sam somewhat disappointed uh, group of people and because those are the people who are on the verge to get converted on the into fanatics, so like the very disappointed batch of people. Um, these, once you actually are able to cater to the feedback uh, of somewhat disappointed people uh, and you build a product around it, you're going to actually convey them to kind of become the very disappointed batch of people, which will actually increase that number from, let's say, 20% to 40% plus. Uh, so the goal here is to actually uh, identify your metrics. So I'm going to go skip a bit of the slides because we have three minutes left. Um, and uh, to really make sure that while you're building out your product market fit, that you're leading uh, with metrics and identifying the metrics that you want to track. Um, to increase your product market fit score, you need to spend half of your time doubling down on what your users already love, so your key value propositions, and the other half on addressing what's holding others back. So that second batch of not uh, somewhat disappointed people. The goal is to repeat the process and make the product market fit score as most the most important metric in your uh, in your first initial stages of growth. Now, the mistakes that we see happening all the time across the board, and we're speaking with a lot of founders that uh, some, sometimes succeed with their startups and sometimes, unfortunately, fail, is, as I said first, internal dishonesty and sticking just to their own gut that this is something that can work. So try to put that ego aside a bit and actually val validate it through some of the numbers. Uh, again, not tracking metrics. Uh, make sure that you have your metrics in place while you're tracking out your growth in the, in the initial stages of growth. Uh, and the third and my favorite, uh, uh, not mistake, I don't like the mistake itself, but I do see it happening all the time, is that founders tend to delegate too fast. So they would uh, focus on uh, you know, raising funding, they would focus on um, um, just the way to grow the business, et cetera, instead of actually spending initial months of learning, communicating, exchanging with their potential customers. And those initial stages are critical in growing your business because this is where you really understand your ICP, you understand what is the pain, and you're able to eventually grow your business and build your roadmap around it. This is also the moment where you're getting your um, most loyal customers and the ones that are going to stick with you uh, long term. Now, 
Mistake number four, obviously, is like trying to cater everyone instead of one niche. So this is what we mentioned, like about sticking to your product, uh, not listening to your audience and coming up with features without actually validating that is a need for that in the, init- in the initial stages. Uh, not documenting all of the learnings because once your VP of sales at one point comes in, uh, you don't want to repeat everything that you've been learning for uh, years before they came in. And thinking that product market fit is a one-time action versus the process itself, which you need to uh, always go back to and validate uh, in the meantime. Uh, signs that um, this will actually that you actually have found your product market fit is that uh, you know that the word mouth. Uh, uh, is not spreading. So if uh, people are not talking about your product or sharing and statically expressing it to the others, you have not probably found your product market fit. Users are not engaging with your product. Sales cycles are taking too long. Uh, a lot of deals never close. Reviews are poor. User isn't growing that fast and users are in training. So we ran out of time, uh, although I had a couple of more slides that I wanted to share with you all. Um, but uh, I really hope this very short uh, uh, event today was actually actionable enough. Uh, and uh, I would really encourage all of you to really not to spend time figuring out your product market fit instead of rushing it, racing after the investments and funding. Because at the end of the day, uh, no matter uh, the greatest VP of sales that you can get, the amount of funding that you get, or the best marketing in place that you might have, if you don't have product market fit, and you don't have people that are willing to buy your product, there is no uh, way that your business exams succeed. So hope this was useful and actionable enough. Uh, hope you enjoyed the event. And if anybody wants to connect, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. If you have more questions, feel free to ask me uh, anytime. And I hope you really enjoy the remaining of today's event. Whoa, another great episode of Revenue Today. For show notes, links, and mentions, visit revenuetoday.live. For all my friends in the Rev Genius community, thank you. It's been awesome to spend this time with you. Please DM me any feedback and ideas in our Slack channel or on LinkedIn. If you're not in Rev Genius, join us at RevGenius.com. It's free and it only takes like two seconds, and you'll be joining a group of 27,000 revenue professionals strong. We've got it all. Looking forward to seeing you there. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>